finally. We've been talking about it for weeks since they were eliminated. We've said we're going to do it, and today is the day. We're finally doing the Canada postmortem from the World Cup. It's the Footy LG pod. I'm here with Tony as usual. Tony, you ready to talk some Canadian soccer? Yeah, man. It's been uh, it's been about a month now, and um, I got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's been just over a month since they've been eliminated. Um, there's definitely a lot to talk about. Before we get into the what went wrong at the World Cup, let's just call it though right out of the bag. This was a successful year for Canada soccer. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, see how you put it I any agree. other way. It 100 percent was. The only one that was a little more successful would have been uh, the year prior, just because of uh, the whole year undefeated. I think they lost one game in July, so like two two six month stretches of undefeated for Canada's crazy but yeah of course 2022 you know qualifying and being at the world cup qualifying being at the world cup best finish at a world cup with the same finish as the first one but we got a goal this time so um so that's always that's always nice this was a team we thought could maybe make a little bit of noise and you know what after that first game against belgium i think a lot of people did take notice of us because belgium beat us one nothing uh, we had a penalty kick that we didn't convert, and, and to be fair, we were the better team the whole game. Yeah, that that game there just didn't go right for us. Um, you know, the the penalty shot if that had gone in, it would have been obviously much different. But uh, in reality, it was that was not a game to shy your head on, uh, to put your head down for because that was an amazing result. The way they yeah. played, the way they dominated, uh, the way the system worked perfectly against the number two ranked team in the world, it was it was impressive to see. Yeah, and I think seeing that game got everyone really excited. And then, unfortunately, Croatia came along. We got the first goal right away. Everyone's happy and excited, and then just all down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, rest of that game was awful. And then the, the Morocco game just as bad. I mean, again, you take small victories of them just being at the World Cup. But are we just happy with not even tying a game? No, I'm not. I mean, I think um, that Croatia game... That I know you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say, but that one there, I think, is on Herdman for his tactics of starting Atiba Hutchinson. Um, I agree. When they took out, uh, when they took him out and put Osorio there, you could see the the. Listen, Osorio is not he's not your typical European. He plays so great MLS, but that guy's a workhorse. And when you're going to play against Modric and uh, Brogdanovic and all those other Croatian midfielders are amazing, you need someone that's going to go out there and do the dirty work. And when you have Ustakio and Hutchinson, Ustakio can't hurt, expect Hutchinson. A hurt Ustakio as well. Yeah. So you can't expect Hutchinson to be out there running his ass, which, I mean, he did. But the reality is it was his mistakes that screwed up in that game. And if you had Osorio there, I know we're, we're TFC fans, you know, we're always big on him, but it's in the, it's in the, the it's on paper there. You see the way he plays and he would have easily, I don't think he would have shut down them, but it would have been a lot harder to get up and down that field like Croatia was doing at the end of that first half. I don't know how you disagree with your point there, Tony. I mean, <laughs> it's exactly what we were saying the whole time. I, anyone with eyes who watch qualifying, watch this Canada team play at all would have noticed that. Yeah, that's what we should have done. Herdman, I guess you figured, you know what, ride your guys that I don't know what he was thinking, but I, I get the respect behind letting Atiba Hutchinson play. Don't get me wrong, but I do think that was the wrong call in that game. Um, 
Osorio definitely should have been out there. He's been yeah. so quality for Canada TFC. I mean, he, he's just a different type of player. And in big games, he comes through. As mm -hmm. you can see, when he almost tied the game, and was it Belgium right at the end there when he had the one shot? That and, he, no, he it, was, on? uh, the, it was the Croatia when he came on. Croatia just, when he came still on? Still 2-1 yeah. when he came on. And he took that shot, just missed the net. Yeah, so, so I mean, he's, he puts in the work. Ah, it's It's hard to fathom why he wasn't there other people might say he might he plays too much like Estacchio to have both of them on there but, but he doesn't that's the thing like he I, I get where the, see I don't see the comparison of those two like when that's said because Estacchio is a playmaker but Osorio is just a midfielder like he's just that grit and but but he is a playmaking midfielder as well do you know what I mean yes, he, he does he does prefer the attacking side of the field as opposed to the defending side of the field. he does but he's good enough that you can put him in that that defensive role and he's gonna do it yeah. yeah, yes, yes and no. I mean, I, I do think you're not wrong. He could do it, but I do I do see the whole comparison between him and Ustakio. Um, but again, Ustakio was hurt. And again, that's where it kills you. Our three best players, we had David, who kind of just went ghost. Mm -hmm. We had Ustakio, who was hurt. And we had Davies, who played very well, but everyone's going to remember two things. One, they're going to remember that he scored the first ever goal for us. And two, the fact that he missed the penalty kick in Belgium. Yeah, I mean, that was that was another thing. I understood why they wanted to take it, but yes, but it was the awful call. Yeah, I wouldn't have given it to Davies. I would have rather David, honestly, David, or in all honesty, uh, Eustachio. Like, David, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have given it to Davies. I think it would have not nothing against him, just a bit too much pressure on him for that. And and he's not a penalty kick taker. Yeah, and you're going against Thibaut Courtois, which I mean, I can get it. He's he's a good goalie. But One take a guy who world, takes penalties but, for his yeah. team in a top Champions League team in Europe, and that's Jonathan David. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I think that the call to not have David take it was terrible. Again, we both know why they made that call. They wanted yeah. Alfonso Davies to go to. He's kind of been the renaissance of Canadian soccer, so they wanted to have him down as history as the first ever goal scorer. But this is the yeah. World Cup. You can't just have what's nice out there. You have to do what is proper and how we're going to get the win, and that would be with – Jonathan David taking the penalty kick. That was the yeah. first sign of Herdman uh, mis making a mistake, a big mistake yeah. at the World Cup. Obviously, the Croatia game was next level. And that Morocco game, at the end of the day, it meant nothing. So... I think the Morocco game, the mistake he made was you should have – I know it didn't mean anything and it's going to be just a quick thing, but Dwayne Sinclair should have played that Morocco game. I think the way he's played this year, you know, he's your future. You should, I would have liked him to play that game more than Boyan. Because uh, really, that first goal, Boyan just made a was, horrible, horrible pass. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, you know what? There was no need for this guy to be here. It was, you're already out. Let the young guys play. Give them a chance. And, I mean, 2-1 to a semifinalist isn't embarrassing at all. Of course not. But Well, listen, not only 2-1. Not, like, not only 2-1. That team made the semifinals, and only two teams got goals on them. Us and France. Exactly. Pretty, so, pretty impressive when that team faced Portugal, that team faced Spain, yeah. and, and we were able to get – I mean, of course, it was an own goal, but still. Yeah, goal's a goal, right? Goal's a goal. That's what I'm saying. So, so it, it, it's nice. And, again, I hate preaching these moral victories. But well, when, a, when you actually look at it, though, this team was being built for 2026. And that's the thing. And this is where I'm hoping Canada learns from mistakes because – the reality was the two biggest mistakes this team made or mistakes that happened were that the old guard, the old generation of players, even Steven Vittoria did not play good. They really let down the younger guys and Herdman's tactics and choices 
pushed us back a level in the in these games. And these are these are things that need to be fixed. And I'm hoping they learn from it because you don't want to be making these same mistakes four years from now. No, but again, that's what this this team was built yeah. for. That no one thought we'd make this World Cup. Two years ago, no, when we were yeah. announced that we had 2026. Everyone's like, okay, we're building for them. And then all of a sudden, we go through qualifying and we look electric. Yeah. So, I mean, this was almost just like a cherry on top of the 2026 cake. Is that, okay, we get to come here, get some experience. We got put in the hardest group. Um, yeah. And I think it's very quality experience that these young guys got in them to go for mm. 2026. And not to mention that, no one thinks we're going to have a chance at winning a World Cup. No one from no. North America has ever won a World Cup. You know what I mean? But this experience now for this year's Gold Cup, I think will be invaluable for this candidate candidates. Especially with how the United States is going through right now and the way Mexico's taking a big step. Yeah. Canada Canada should be the favorite at this upcoming tournament. And I mean, winning a gold cup to me would be huge for this, for this uh, squad. I would love to see it. Not to mention the fact that future gold cups, if they play in the Copa America, that could be an exciting tournament too. So I think they would do well in the Copa America because I mean, I did yeah, too. Euro, I think I know Uruguay beat us two nothing prior to the World Cup, but I think Canada was stacked up very well with, I'd say seventy percent of South American teams. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I, I think those those are big tournaments, and that's the way you have to look to the future. And sadly, this old guard needs to go. I mean, and also I'll be honest, Herdman's comments after that Morocco game, I wasn't too big of a fan of it. Which comments? Um, when he's like, oh, I don't – he pretty much said he wasn't sure if he's coming back or not. It's like, buddy, you're not that good. You he have – you no. He had the luck of this generational talent on the men's side to push him to this next level. The women's team did better when he left. So, okay, but they only did better because he, se- he set them up to succeed. They still won it when he was gone. And because he give, set them up for that. Listen, I give the guy credit. He did well, but – He's not as good as he thinks. I disagree. I think John Herman is not as good as he thinks. He's not in that position where, because your mistakes are what caused Canada to get knocked out the first round. Let's be honest here. His mistakes were what pushed them to this spot. Don't get me wrong. He made his mistakes in the group stage, sure. But also, Jonathan David not performing, is that his mistake? Alfonso Davies missing a penalty kick, is that his mistake? Yeah, that is his his mistake. No, it's not. The penalty is his mistake because he picked Davies to pick that shot. I, I guarantee you. Peep, he had high up directives saying, if you get a penalty kick for the first goal, you put Alfonso Davies in from all of the higher ups and marketing execs and all those people. I guarantee you that was not his call. I'm just not happy with what he said. He I know you're not. And I, and I, and I get it. And you I know what? Because you're, you're, you're not, you're not, I, but you're you know me and you strongly disagree on this. I think he is a phenomenal coach. I think he's done phenomenal work with our women's team. And as soon as he left, that they were built and ready to go and move from where he built them to. And now he's done great things with our Canada team as well. He's given us great performances from players that aren't just the top three best players. You know what I mean? We get great mm-hmm. performances from Osorio. Kone looked good. Kamal Miller looked amazing. Alistair Johnson had some errors, but he still looked good at a lot of points as well too. Like he gets a lot from his team. And people say they love playing for him. He seems like a really, really good play, uh, player coach that people that players want to play well for and play for him. I think he is fantastic. I hope he stays with Canada. Don't get me wrong. I know I think he kind of has hopes of maybe moving over to England and coaching a club team in England. That would be unfortunate for me, for me and I think for Canada as well. I think he's done a great job with Canada. Um, and and I, I just – I don't want to see him leave. I don't like the comments. I, I agree with you on that end. 
But I, I can't – sitting there and say he's not that great of a coach, I think you're wrong on that. I think he's fantastic. I mean, if he leaves, it's a good omen for the men's team because the women's won after he left. So. That, that, that's true. That you is know. true. So um, if he wants to pack his bags, pack them now. Cause I, no, it's it just – it really rubs me the wrong way because, you know what, I hated Herdman when he got the job. I hated that he got, they gave him the job and fired the uh, – I forget his name. Octavio. The guy who – you know when they got rid of him because Zambrano actually pushed his team not as high as um, but he brought he gave David the start he gave Davies the start he you know he brought Laren back in after Laren had all that shit with uh in in the states with his uh when he got arrested and stuff he brought he, he built he, he built the foundation for what Herdman built the big house and I didn't really like it but you know what screw it Herdman did really well got us to a couple semifinals of the Gold Cup, you know, and everything like that. It qualifies to the World Cup, so it's great. But it's just, you know what? Like you did this once with the women's team. Why are you acting like this now in this situation too? Like, it rubs me the wrong way. It's almost as if if I was playing for him, I guess he would say, dude, what the hell is What's your problem? Yeah, but I don't think that's the case, man. You know, they just got eliminated from the World Cup. He knows he made some mistakes. Those interviews, they're always so fine. hard to make mistakes. Game. But say, but hey, they're hard I'm, ready, to I'm ready for the next chapter. Oh, I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna. I'm not sure yet. They're hard. But we're not sure yet. Just don't like. You're taking too much from an after-match interview when uh, emotions are running high and stuff. You're taking too much out of it. Like, what's this guy think he's gonna get a premier job in the Premier League? Well, that guy's I, maybe second League One in England job. No, he's not getting a championship job. No one in the championship buddy, is paying this guy to coach. Buddy, you're crazy. He could coach in the he championship might get easily. He could coach a Southampton in the EPL better than what they're being coached right oh, now. No I guarantee way. you that. Oh yes, hundred percent. No way. Maybe 1, Maybe Southampton in the NWSL in the women's side. What are you implying, Antonio, that that's not as good as soccer? Uh, you know, he was a really good coach on the women's <laughs> side. He was a great coach. And he was coach. a good that coach be, on the men's that side, would too. Big, that would be a big signing for the Southampton women's team. So, if they no. do sign him, I want some, uh, what's it called? Uh, not revenue from it. Uh, Kickback. Royalties. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that idea. No, I, uh, no I, don't uh, see, I don't see him as a Premier League coach. Uh, to me, it's like the players did push him to that next level. The players really bonded. Because what this team had that other Canadian teams didn't have is that bond, that friendship. You know, that let's all do this together, you know. Like, the yeah. past Canadian teams didn't have that. So, these coaches, even if they were good. But, I mean, I past know, Canadian teams get... didn't have that talent either. It's not just the friendship. It's the talents there, that's too, right? For North America, though, they did have talent. Rosario and, some of, and uh, some of the other players were some of the best players in North America in MLS at the time. Yeah, yes, best players Mex- in MLS, not But, North yes, America. Mexico. I get, let me finish. I get USA and Mexico were above and all, but. Costa Rica didn't have many big stars other than Joel Campbell and uh, Ru- Ruiz. Um, Honduras, when they qualified, their best player was Pavon, who played in LA Galaxy with David Beckham. Like, there was no reason why they couldn't have qualified in CONCACAF. And I think it's the camaraderie and the, the friendship between these players, which this team had. I think it's the fact that they're just a lot more skilled and they're playing better, higher caliber soccer. I mean, when we back had Dero and them, we had a team that was half MLS players, most of them bench players, mind you, um, and then like half nobodies. Now yeah, you look at our the team, other teams, our starting teams lineup, seventy-five percent of them play in Europe. But the other teams at Concaf weren't in this. We're in the same position as uh, Canada. Uh, well, I disagree. Teams other, like other Honduras, than USA and Mexico, Honduras, Costa Rica, Panama, they had quality MLS players. Canada never did. We had two or three that were quality MLS players, and everybody else were schmucks. 
Name, name me other than Julian de Guzman, who's ass, by the way, and Dwayne D. Rosario. Who else was on that team that was doing anything in the MLS or any other league for that matter? Jim Brennan for MLS. Buddy. He was a, he was a great defender. Buddy. Oh, don't even do that. Oh, Jim. Oh, my God, dude. Come on. That's who you come to me with, Jim Brennan? He was a good def- defender no, for MLS. No, I know. That, that, fuck, fuck right off. Okay. Come in here with Jim Brennan. What's Please, the other guy? Edson, Edson Buttle. Edson... <laughs> Tony, you're killing me here, man. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like these other teams were, any, were much better than them. And that's the thing. Like, I mean. But we it weren't is, better than it, them either. Do you know what I mean? They weren't better than us, but we weren't better than them. Now we are definitely better than them. Yeah, now we're the best team in CONCACAF, in my opinion. Ex- like, exactly. By, by a light year ahead of everybody else. Yes, but, and, it, and it's the talent too, not just the the chemistry and team or anything like that. The talent's there. The chemistry helps too. Though. I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying the chemistry doesn't help. I'm just saying that the chemistry could have been there back in 2006 qualifying run in 2004-2005 for the 2006 World Cup, but that chemistry could have been as good as it ever was. Ain't no way in hell they were qualifying. <laughs> I Either just, way, all I right. Just, for me, Herdman... We'll never agree on it. You know my feelings. I know your feelings. I hope Herdman stays. I think he's fantastic. I know you'd be happy with him stepping out and us getting someone new in. But let, let's move on from the coach. Who was your MVP for Canada at we're gonna do two one at this world cup and two throughout the whole year just for um, canada not what they did for club just what they did for canada because we did have the qualifying at the beginning of the year um and, and things like that so who was your mvp my mvp throughout the year was Boya. i think he really led the team really well i think uh you know it was the way he portrayed himself and he showed that passion in the team and he kept everyone in line and obviously the big saves he made were very crucial in a lot of those games. And for the tournament, I'd have to say Davies. Um, I don't really think anyone else put up what he did. Um, Richie played well, but I don't think he could be given MVP over Davies. That, that's fair. So I'm, I'm, I actually have two different picks than you. So my MVP for the year would have been Borean had he not had such a bad World Cup. Because mm-hmm. um, you're right. He did make some crazy saves against USA While early, Davies was early in too, the year. Right? And like he, he did a lot for that team. Don't get me wrong. But he did not have a great World Cup, which obviously takes me down for my year MVP. I'm going to give the year MVP to Alfonso Davies just for what he did uh, in the team. Not just necessarily qualifying, but everything, marketing, all that kind of being the ambassador mm-hmm. stuff, and coming to the World Cup, scoring the first goal. So all in all, encompassing, I'm giving him the MVP of the year for Canada. But just for the World Cup, I'm going a bit off script here, and I'm giving it to Kamal Miller. He impressed yeah. me. In a team of players that did not do much this tournament, he impressed me so much with how hard he worked, how good. And this is a guy who's been a good defender in MLS, had his times where he's shown like, oh my God, he could be great, but also had his times where, oh, this guy's a walking disaster. But yeah. he came through and he played so strong in that back line. And you could tell he put his heart and soul into every game, every second of that clock he was playing hard. Uh, and he definitely, he already had it, but he earned my respect even more. And he's just... He looked like that guy in center back that if we had another great center back beside to pair with him, he could be the center back of our future um, yeah. for 2026. He, he just, he gave so much. 
And I was so impressed with his uh, with his ability. He's only 25 years old, so he's still just getting into his prime now. Um, but I, he was my MVP. I was super impressed with him. Yeah, he, he played really well. I mean, he played good enough in it. I heard rumors of teams, even Juventus, looking at him to bring him in. But, um, you know, I hope I hope he can continue to keep the growth like he did. But um, the Davies, I get the ambassador side, but I think he just missed too much time this year with yeah, injury. That's fair. You know, that's why I didn't put him as the year. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good things. I mean, it's just – it's a shame how it went because a lot of potential. And, yeah. um you know, well, like, yeah, you want to talk moral victories, but it's hard when you see... It, it is, but again, we, done, you know I mean? we just have to think about it as the cherry on top of the 2026 cake, right? We weren't supposed yeah. to be here. We got the experience. We were never going to win this World Cup anyways. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Oh, I know I, a, win, a win would have been nice, but I'm really excited. Let's talk moving forward now. So let's talk, goal, like, let's get Gold Cup. Like, that's coming up this year which is crazy because we had one two years ago. I think they're starting to treat this like the Copa America, but I'm fine with <laughs> it because I get to watch this again. So th- that it's well, so it's hosting some games too. I heard. Are they? Yeah. I heard it's a joint bid for this gold cup. And then also the, uh, the Copa America. Oh, that's sweet. Canada well, I just want to do jointly for both tournaments. Well, listen, man, that's super exciting. We get to watch some more Canada competitive games this year. We don't have to wait long after that World Cup. I, and the, the experience is so invaluable to this team. I think they have a real chance at winning this. Um, and, and how big of a win would that be for us? I think they have to bring in the full squad. I mean, Herdman, if he sticks around, he has to put his feet to the ground and convince these guys to come out this summer. Yes. Because you can't show up with – you know, half your squad. Like last last Gold Cup, I understood because of, you know, it was just after COVID. Davies, David, you know, these guys played. The league, the leagues were still yeah, going. You they know were what I still mean? Still going. They played just like I think it was like eight months in a row of soccer and everything to to finish it off uh, their season after COVID. So I understood, but this one here, if you're gonna go to that Copa America next year, you need to win this tournament. You need to have these guys together, ready to bounce. You know, they have to keep up this teamwork and. I mean, if they bring in a full squad, I don't see why they can't win the tournament easily. I don't know about easily because you know how I, don't I feel think, about I mean, those US, things. But I mean, the U.S. The Gold Cups, they don't usually bring their full guns. Mexico, same thing. You know, so it's to me, they have to take advantage of this. Get a win under your belt. Get that feeling of, yo, we are the best in CONCACAF. And now we can prove it. I mean, even the Nations League, you know, that next coming up, I think they play Honduras next or Curacao. You got to have the full squad out there. You got to win well, something. Get well, yourself I don't, technically, don't technically they, haven't, they haven't uh, qualified yet for the Gold Cup, right? Because that's done through Nations League. No, but I think because there's semifinals list in the last one they went through. Well, I'm I looking believe. at it right now. There's um, uh, They're saying they still have to qualify. So it's it's, I mean, they should be there. Don't get me wrong, but it's right now the the only teams that are qualified from what I see are Qatar, Panama, <laughs> Jamaica, and El Salvador. Qatar again, because Qatar is <laughs> an invited guest. Panama won the League A or CNL League A Group B winner, whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's freaking confusing the way it's doing. But the top eight teams in Nations League A qualify, top four teams in Nations League B, and top four teams in Nations League C. Which to me is bullshit because every team in Nations League A should qualify if you're having top four of Nations League C. Like, yeah. obviously, the bottom of Nations League Egg is much better than Nations League C, so that's kind of bullshit to me. Yeah. 
Um, hold on, there's something. The top three teams in quali- in the qualifying tournament will qualify to the. This is a little confusing, man. They need to make this a little bit easier. Holy. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, it's still better than Copa America. At least you have to qualify for this one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's why. So Jamaica, <laughs> Jamaica is uh, first in their group right now. Mexico's in second. Whoa. Oh really? Yeah, Mexico's in second, Jamaica's in first, and so it says Jamaica's automatically qualified. So I don't know if the games are done or what happened, but well, I know we have two more games. Well, so Jamaica's qualified for the Nation League finals and the Gold Cup. Mexico's qualified for the Gold Cup. It looks like it looks like Panama's won their group against Costa Rica, Martinique. We're in second to Honduras. Yeah, Honduras. But we play, if, if we beat Honduras, we go first. I'm yes. Sure. Yeah, because yes. Honduras played both their games. Well, two or. Yeah, we play them yeah. March 28th, and we play Curaçao March 25th. So that's coming up. Um, that's, that's just, like, I, but the second place, so Curaçao's still – we got both three points, right? So we got to make sure we're yeah. at a Curaçao, and we'll, we'll at least qualify them for the Gold Cup. Even if we don't make the Nations League final, who cares, as long as we get to the Gold Cup, right? Yeah, I, I mean, Canada should go for all of them. Like, I mean, they, they have to have this winning mentality now. Like, right, now, I, you've got, now you've had the taste. Of okay, yeah, we could do. We got it. We got here, but now you gotta like okay, conquer half is ours. It's not Mexico, U.S. anymore. We need to, you know, forget about Costa Rica, forget about Honduras. We need to step up and just take it. And I, I don't see why what other than themselves stopping it. Yeah, no, I agree. And you know what? It, it's it's gonna be an interesting tournament where I think anything out, outside of a semifinals appearance would be a disaster. I think semifinals has the absolute must they have to get to. Of course, going to the finals would be even better. Winning it would be amazing, but I think semifinals is a must. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made the semifinals in the last Gold Cup, right? And they were like yeah. minutes away from going through until Mexico fans decided to turn into a bunch of pieces of shit and, <laughs> and hijack that game. Um, so it's it's there. I think they have to make it. But again, we'll get into that later on in the year. Let's talk about fallout from the World Cup for some of these players. Because there's three players on Canada in particular, Kamal Miller, Alistair Johnson, and Ishmael Kone, who are so hard to like because they play for fucking Montreal. The good <laughs> news is, the good news is now that two of them have been, because, I don't know if you could say it wasn't because of this World Cup. I think because of this World Cup's a big, big reason why they got swept yeah. up so soon. You have Alistair Johnson, who got moved, who was purchased by Celtic, who's a pretty big team, Champions League group stage team. Made his and, debut in the old firm and got part of the team of the week too. Dude, right? Like his first like game crazy. is in like, is in the biggest rivalry in Scotland, and he gets team of the week. Like, like that's insane. I mean, listen, Scottish League's not anything too crazy, but for a Canadian kid that two years ago got a red card for Von Von Azuri against Halifax in the in the Voyagers Cup, that yeah. is saying something, dude. Dude, that, that is, is saying something, man. That is super impressive. Like, like I, I just, <laughs> and again, I know the Scottish League isn't, but Celtic and Rangers are. They're both yeah. Champions League teams. Yeah. Um, so my, my thing, like, they're, they're doing well on this team. Like, it's such a good thing. See, and now I can cheer for him again because I love Celtic. I hated Montreal. Yeah. But now I can it's cheer for him again. He's nice going against, to my rivals, eh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. No, it's true. But you know what? I, I've absolutely loved uh that that move happened and then another move to kone who's a young guy and a lot of people are talking super highly of he made his move to watford um that move to me again the english championship 
it is a step I mean, up top, from the MLS. Right now, right? Exactly. So, but the thing does he get Richie Lorayed, where he comes halfway through and they're kind of in a push for promotion, so they're not really giving time to the new guys. And then if they do get promoted, well, now they're in the prem, they get some big big signing to take his position. You know what I mean? And then he gets kind of Richie yeah. Lorayed and doesn't get much time to play. The good news with him compared to Lorea is he is a lot younger. Um, mm-hmm. He's only twenty years old, so he has still a lot of time to develop. And I think going to England is the best thing for him. If Watford can get promoted and he helps to that and he stays in next year in the, in the top division, that would be massive in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I mean, like he's, like you said, he's young and he's actually really good. I mean, like when he came on in the, in the world cup, he played very, very good alongside Eustachio for a bit there. And I was impressed. And, and he by plays great for Montreal. Yeah. Like even in Montreal, like, you know, you hate, you hate Montreal, but, he played really well last year. Like, he was one of the reasons why that team went as far as they did. Yeah. And I mean, to step into the, you know, make your season debut, your career debut, and then make your national team debut, and then your World Cup debut, and all in one year, that's something special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because there are players on Canada that are much better than him that could easily push him out of that lineup. And Herman could have went, ah, no, I'm okay. 100%. But he pushed himself in that lineup and he played well. And he earned this move to Watford. And I really hope they go to the Premier League because. That's this Canadian team, like it's a young talent. They're gonna be big like they're gonna get up there in all these big leagues. I, I agree, and that's that's why I want um now so the two of the Montreal got now I just need Kamal Miller to go somewhere else too, so I can love them all again. Because Kamal Miller, as much as I loved him during Canada, I go back to hating him now that he's gone. And now that he's yeah. Canada's done and he's back on Montreal. But seeing Alistair Johnson make a big move, seeing Ishmael Coney, that's another thing that this World Cup gives to us, right? That any other tournament in Canada or in North America isn't gonna afford them is the eyes on us to yeah. actually look and say, look at these guys. And I think that's the biggest benefit for us playing in this past World Cup was a lot of eyes got put on guys that deserve to be playing in Europe right now. Um, um, if Jonathan Osorio was on a Canada team that went to the World Cup when he was 22, I guarantee you he went to play for Toronto FC his whole career. Well, for sure. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, so I options options like that for these young players, and that, that's only going to lead to more development and more um, players making their moves out there, and it's only going to be better for Canada in the long run. It's going to be unfortunate yeah. for the MLS and for CPL because these guys are going to get snapped up younger and younger, in my opinion, but it's just great, great news for Canada. Well, but that's that's kind of what you want. You have the It lead, is what you want. Like, like CP, like I always said, I think I've said it on this pod, um, but I did say, you know, like the CPL doesn't have to aim to be winning CONCACAF Champions League. They have to aim to be like a Belgium, like a Scotland, like an Austria, where you just bring these players in, you develop them, and you sell them. You know, just get the teams. Maybe you get one or two good teams in your league, but develop these players. Build up the core, the young talent that's in this country, and then sell them off, you know? Yeah. 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 No. And, and, and I don't think CP, even those ambitions, I think are a bit high for CPL. I think CPL should really work to be getting these guys ready for the MLS and then have MLS kind of operate well, as what you were just look, talking about. I mean, about. like a lot of these players, if you, I don't know if you follow any of the transfers out, but they have, they've been going, going over they're going like Sweden, Norway, which, you know, are not the greatest leagues, but still like, these are, but I think teams, right? But and MLS, I think is higher than those. Yeah. Divisions. The thing with MLS I don't see them. The MLS execs looking at this, that though. You know, I know TFC brought in McDonald's. Yeah, and, and, and only Canada players too. Only yeah, Canadian like, teams really looking. Although, to be fair, a few of the MLS USL pro teams or the USL next or MLS next, whatever they're calling that division now, uh, the yeah. leading goal scorer came from the CPL, I believe. Oh, really? 
Um, yeah, or so the CPL already came from one of the one of our development things. I think his name is Jason Russell Rowe. Mm. He plays for oh, Columbus yeah, yeah. Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sorry, so he came he came from TFC Academy. Oh, okay. sorry. So it's not not CPL, but there's a lot of young guys that are from CPL, like Kwame Awuwa, who's at St. Louis, who's now going to be in the mm-hmm. MLS next year. Like a lot of guys like that are in the MLS Next Pro. So it, it is developing for that, which is nice. But again, it, it's all time. It takes time for these. Yeah, things I mean, to start CPL is only. I think this guys. is going to be. This will be their fifth year this summer, right? So. Yeah. Like it's time, and I mean the fact they've only lost one team in five years and added two, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty good. Because this, if you're a fan of this sport, <laughs> ten years ago you never would have thought this could last. <laughs> so, Telfer is another guy that plays for Columbus Crew too. Oh really? Ryan Columbus Telfer. Crew now. Yeah, he put the, the MLS Next oh, the, Pro team. Oh okay, okay. So like him and Jason Russell were on him, the same he, team. He plays international trade out in Tobago. So yeah. No, it's it, it's um it, it's impressive the way the league has been able to go so far for how young it is, and and I think that has to be their goal is just take these young guys, develop them, and then move them on, right? Yeah. It's got to be what they do, and that's only good for Canada moving forward, man. You're seeing guys now. Look at Alistair Johnson playing in Celtic, Kone Watford, Davies still at Bayern, Jonathan Davis scored in his first game, I believe it was his first game back from France with Lille. He so got he's the been, one he's goal. He's been on a tear. Um, he's, he's I think he's th- I think he's third in goals in that league. He's yeah, tied, I think he scored. Tied he scored third. two the other day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like he, he's yeah. playing very well. Uh, let me let me tell you right now, he's actually in third, tied for third with goals with Lacazette and Balogun at ten. Only ahead of him are Neymar with eleven and Mbappe with thirteen. Pretty good company to be a, a part of. That's, um, that's not really to mention, he, not to mention, he has more goals than Messi. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Messi didn't get to buy league on Golden Boot yet. That's he's got to pay, pay off his World Cup debt, you know? That's true. Very, very, very good. <laughs> but you look at these guys, Ustakio with Porto, who's been playing well. All oh, these Buchanan guys now. and Club Bruges. Buchanan Bruges. Yep. You know. it, it's these guys are looking good, man, and it's only going to get better and better moving forward for Canada. So there is a lot of optimism. I think there should be a lot of excitement for the upcoming Gold Cup. Imagine um, being Tamari and not being a part of this. Oh, imagine being a piece of shit and not being a part of any <laughs> national team. That's right, Tamori, you fucking joke. Like, what, like that's that's another guy that's like fuck man, like what a stupid mistake. Because if he had played, it would have been so much better. Him and Kamal Miller out there, like it's just pathetic that he decided to go for England and. You know yeah, what, dude, <laughs> dude. I mean, he would have been the starting center back on our team. Uh, he would have held that back line down. I think he would have made a crazy difference on this squad instead he got to sit at home and watch the world cup on his tv like me and you because he decided yeah. to go for england who are a bunch of racists and only look at the epl and don't look at syria so yeah it, it, it is what it is when you're when you're him man i don't know if he still has time to file a one-time switch or not i did i did hear a well it was just a not really a rumor but it was an article being written that they because of these situations of guys being captured after one time that FIFA is trying to change the rule that I think it's under 10 games played that you can switch back over, which is, to me is stupid. Like to me, you should be, you make your decision. That's it. Like you, you can't get second chances on these. Well, listen, you know? I, if, if he wants to come back to Canada somehow, if it's possible to be done, I'd welcome him with open arms. He's still only 25. He'll be yeah. 29 at the next world cup. I, I would <laughs> lo- love him on this Canada squad. 
we welcome you with open arms. But if you don't come back, you're a piece of shit and fuck you. If you, if you come back, we love you, man. We'll have parades for you. But but we could use you, man. So please, God damn it, someone send him this link. Please come to Canada or else you're a giant piece of shit. I do love AC Milan, though, and I love the work you're doing there. <laughs> Big win today for the boys, too. They did, yeah. Oh, but, but yeah, it's... um. It, it, it would be good to have him because really that is the biggest hole on this Canada team it moving is, forward yeah. is center back. Um, especially with Victoria getting old. Like who do, who do you play moving forward? I think you see how McNaughton does this year in uh, with TFC. I think at the end of last season and even for, I'd say majority of last year for TFC, even though it was a bad year defensively, he was the one guy other than when Maria came in that was playing very, very well in the back. And I know he's a little bit up there in age, but I think yeah, the, good thing for de- the good thing for defenders, though, a lot of them get better with age. Yeah, so you're not can, wrong. If he, can get, if he can get maybe with Hedges there now, gets a little bit more knowledge and plays – like, I mean, the guy was playing was, – was a part-time model, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, So he he's got already a big growth, I mean, and I think he deserves an opportunity. I think Witherspoon in Montreal also would be a, a good guy to give a chance to. Yeah. I mean, the talent's there. I mean, it's not the, it's not Tamori levels. I know that, but you know, it's nothing wrong with being a just sturdy, solid defenseman that just does his job. Scott Kennedy too, right? If he would, yeah, hurt, Scott I'm Kennedy sure he would, he would have played, but, and again, we do need that like Alfonso Davies though, or Jonathan David, but a center back. It's yeah. what we need. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it would be super nice to get one of those. And um, no more, ca- no more Cavallini. No more Cavallini. It's yeah, the I, guy. There's, we, there's, got, there's players that play in the CPO that have more athleticism than that guy. Well, All he we, does is we said run it and too. Hit people like. Well, we said it too. You need. Um, why wasn't Ek uh, Ugbo? Yeah, like he get Ek Ugbo. He plays with a Troy. He plays with a decent team in France, scoring goals. Yeah, you know, like. Put this guy out there, you know. Don't. There's no need for Cavalier. That that kind of strike. That guy is born 20 years too late. Yeah, I. You I know, 20 years I, ago, he would have been an unreal striker for Canada. But in this day and age, if you're out there just gonna, your only goal is to put the ball in there or break someone's leg. It's not gonna work. Yeah, it's it. It really is tough. Um, and and it hurts to just just know that we're a Tamori away from being a very good team. Yeah. Um, sucks, but again, it is what it is. Another name, too, I actually I think we forgot about. You might have mentioned it, I might have missed it there, but Joel Waterman. Yes, Joel Waterman, he, yeah. He's another back that I'm pretty sure came from the CPL, too, no? Yep. So it's another guy that's on the list, but we need someone to kind of just, wow, we got this guy. And like mm-hmm. just a, a, a phenom as center back would be amazing, but. That's a hope for another time. It doesn't look like we're going to have one, at least for this Gold Cup in the Copa America. Who knows what the next four years hold. Hopefully someone comes out either next year or the year after. That's just, you can't ignore him. And he, and he puts his way on onto the team, right? I know there's mm-hmm. a few guys right now that are playing in Europe. I do follow that uh, Canadians Abroad, which I highly recommend following them on Twitter if you're very interested in Canada soccer. They can't keep a track of every single Canadian who's playing across the pond. I know there are a few center backs out there right now. Whether they're doing anything big, I'm not too sure. But you never know. All it takes is one. We just need one of these guys to develop into the into that guy. You know. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. I just, we thought this was going to be a quick conversation going over Canada. And it's been <laughs> forty almost forty minutes now. So. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, I think this is a good good ending point. Next week, we're going to be back to your regular ske- regular scheduled programming, talking about all the stuff that's happened in the EPL, even a little Serie A and some other, other fun soccer that's going on around the world. And, of course, now that TFC is back, making some moves, things like that, we're going to start discussing them again as well. Uh, but, Tony, I think that's it, man. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think uh, that's good. I mean – just hopefully get excited for Canada the rest of this year. And, you know, it's going to be nice. We're going to have a big growth from this World Cup. I hope so, man. I really do. But, again, that's it for us, guys. Have a great week. Follow us everywhere at FootyLG, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, TikTok, all those lovely things. And come back here next Thursday to get the lowdown on what's been going on in European soccer. All right, guys. Have a good night.